Hello everyone, this is Josh Scarpello. This week on Justice for All, I am joined by Dr. Alice Roberts. Dr. Alice is a licensed and practicing physician in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. She is fighting on the front lines of this pandemic. Dr. Alice shares with us her knowledge of infectious disease and gives practical advice on how to stay healthy. Dr. Alice Roberts joins us next on Justice for All. You are listening to Justice for All, a podcast about law, sports, entertainment, and more. Justice for All is hosted by Philadelphia super lawyers Josh Scarpello and Pierre Latour. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Josh Scarpello! Hello again, everyone. This is Josh Scarpello of the podcast Justice for All. And I am pleased, very pleased to be joined by my wife, the venerable Dr. Alice Roberts, OBGYN. Uh, I don't know all the letters that come after her name. She has um, uh, many accreditations. But Alice Roberts, welcome to Justice for All. Well, thank you very much. Now, Doc, we want to take this time to to use our platform here to maybe answer some questions that may be on a lot of people's minds about the coronavirus, what it is, and you know, and and how it it could ultimately affect all of us. You are a working physician, is that correct? That is correct. And you work in Montgomery County? I do. And that's one of the counties here in Pennsylvania that's been ordered by Governor Wolf uh, to shut down. Um, Have you seen any coronavirus cases in the hospital where you work? I have not. Not personally, no. Um, How often are you in the hospital? At this point, about every two weeks. And we've really closed down our outpatient offices, more or less. We're only seeing people who absolutely need to be seen. Have there been preparations uh, made by the people at the hospital for, you know, an outbreak, uh, a sudden influx of patients? Like, uh, is there a plan in place? There is a lot of planning in place. They're changing. They're changing the structure, essentially, of the way the, the entire hospital is run. Um, there's no no longer anyone but staff and patients allowed in. There's no visiting. They're discussing even limiting um, delivering patients, you know, patients who are delivering babies, not letting them have visitors. That hasn't happened quite yet. But it's um, we're doing everything we can. And they, they do at this point have enough um enough masks they're giving them to all of us and encouraging us to use them at all times um we're being given masks and asked to be used to continue to use them for about a week unless they become contaminated um so you're saying that all hospital personnel are wearing masks now yes okay and that's that just happened um all these plans and arrangements are changing on an almost hourly basis we get multiple emails a day from the hospital and they've been working in conjunction with the department of health and the cdc going by their guidelines and recommendations as well as the guidelines provided by all of our individual institutions um 
so it's a it's a very busy time but everything everything is being done that's possible well doctor uh we have i have so many questions for you and we've spoken a lot about this i have a lot of questions as a lay person starting with the virus itself what makes this virus so scary or so contagious um is there is there a simple way that you could explain that or sure it's essentially a brand new version of a cold virus Mm -hmm. and just like the common cold it's very easily transmitted droplet transmission so anytime someone sneezes or coughs and there are droplets they have virus in them and anyone nearby can be infected question is it more contagious than a regular flu virus like like is is that even possible are some flu viruses more contagious contagious than others do you know what i'm saying there are it doesn't seem to be it, so the transmission is droplet there was concern that it would be respiratory meaning just like airborne yeah just some what someone is breathing could okay. give you the virus but that We're does around. not seem to be the case you're giving a lot of information but i'm just i want to make sure that's clear that people are listening so the tran- when we were talking about transmission the way that this virus is transmitted from one human being to the next you're saying is in a droplet in some sort of like it is it's droplet transmission okay so so coughing and sneezing and you would have to come in contact with somebody's cough or sneeze or well that's what's interesting it seems that the virus can stay alive for a prolonged period of time after that so if you come in contact with surfaces it anywhere from a few hours to a few days there's different research being done and different information coming out. Okay. Um, what is the best way then, I guess, we've heard all this talk from the, you know, from the government and from health officials about social distancing. What precautions should everybody take other than staying in their house? If you have to go to the grocery store, if you have to pick up medicine, you know, what's the best way to protect yourself out there when you have to interact with people? I would try to maintain, you know, a five to six foot distance between yourself and anybody else. If you have the ability to use, um, you know, your phone, one, uh, an app on your phone to pay any place so that you do not have to touch something that a lot of other people have touched. Um, use your elbows when opening, opening doors if you can. Um and, you know, wash your hands real well as soon as you're done. And absolutely positively avoid touching your face. And for people who have a hard time not touching your, their face, the best way to do it is to wear a pair of gloves. And they don't have to be hospital gloves. They can just be like regular gloves. But when you wear them, you're more aware of, of your hands. And you'll learn to not touch your face as much. That's interesting. What, um, who, what category of people out there are most at risk for this type of flu and and having bad results so everyone's at risk for infection but the vast majority of people will have you know a mild to severe cold although some people won't have any symptoms at all it seems the most severe disease seems to be primarily in elderly patients but we are seeing some middle-aged and younger people particularly men um that become very severely ill. It does not seem to affect children um, as severely either, which is a good thing. And is there, 
You say it affects men. I read an article about that. On is it just men of a certain group? Are there other risk factors with those men? Like, are they smokers? Are they not really clear yeah. at this point? Not really clear. Well, it sounds like everybody just needs to be a little extra careful when they're out there. Absolutely. Um, are you, as a medical provider, like, what's your level of trepidation, I should say? Trepidation. Trepidation? Did I say that right? Trepidation. Mm -hmm. What is your level of fear as it pertains to this virus and how contagious it is and how devastating it could be? Well... I think that's an it's inevitable that everybody eventually is exposed. Um, I think it is that contagious. And I think that the slower that it, it progresses, the better. Because our healthcare system can provide the best care when it's not overwhelmed. Um, but it has occurred to me. I, you know, personally, I have a higher risk of being exposed because of my job. I have asthma which is a risk factor for having more severe disease. Um, so, yeah, it is. I mean, it's something I'm thinking about. If you got the virus, what would be the timetable from getting the virus to hopefully recovering from that virus? Is it different for every person? Could you be sick for a week, for instance, and then like, okay, I've beaten the coronavirus. I'm done now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most people will get a bad cold. Right. Um, and, you know, be sneezy and coffee. And the first symptoms seem to be a dry cough and a fever for, are, the, for the majority of people. Are those cases that are resulting in death, are those symptoms coming on quicker because of risk factors or, or do they appear quickly? Or Well, it seems that in certain people it progresses from being just a cold and a cough to pneumonia. So that your ability to absorb oxygen and get rid of carbon dioxide is impaired. So um, that very often leads to hospitalization. And because there's not an antibiotic they can give you for this, and the antiviral drugs they have tried so far have not been very effective, the only thing they can really do is support you through it. So give you oxygen. Right. Which is why you're hearing a lot of talk about ventilators, and exactly, and we don't have enough of them. We don't have enough of them in the country for some sort of mass outbreak of Correct. people yeah. with respiratory issues. Correct. Okay. Um, what advice do you have for anyone who thinks that they have the virus? Um, I would say, at the very least, um, personally isolate yourself from your family, which means you know confining yourself in general to one room of the house one bathroom if possible um wearing a mask if you're going to be in their company um not sharing utensils or probably even eating together um you know be in touch with your physician at this point i'm not sure testing is available to absolutely everyone who becomes ill should you become severely ill at that point testing would be absolutely recommended um are there any websites or publications that you recommend people visit if they want more information, if they're curious about it? Yeah, the Pennsylvania Department of Health, I've been checking um, daily. They have updates on the numbers of cases, of those, how many people have been tested, uh, of deaths. Um, and the CDC as well has, is a very good resource, um, cdc.gov. 
Okay, well, that's all the medical questions I have for you. But I have a few more questions for you while I have you here in the interview chair. What has been the best thing you've watched while on quarantine? The best thing I've watched on quarantine. Oh, that's right. You watch, you watch quite a few different shows. <laughs> what? What? Let me rephrase. What is the best family show that you have watched on quarantine? It's been great watching 30 Rock again with the kids. Um, I love that they like totally get that the sense of humor on that show. It's so hilarious. If someone wanted to binge watch, again, a family show, do you have any recommendations for anybody on Netflix um, or Prime? Or? Again, these are a little questionable um, because there are certain very adult things that come up, but 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, The mm. Office, Cheers. That's a good one. Frasier. Right. What about movie? We've watched a couple of movies. What's the best what movie you've watched? I have to. I have to. If you're feeling like annoyed about how serious all this is, I would probably watch Contagion because that movie is very realistic <laughs> and will scare the hell out of you. But if you're already worried, probably don't watch it. Um, movie. Other movies. What um, have we watched? I've seen. I, I can tell watched? you. Well, we watched Knives Out, which I liked. Yeah, that was good. Two we saw that up. last night. Yeah. Uh, I watched um, with Bond, James Bond, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, which I liked. I was not. I heard people like that. I did. I was a little disappointed. Um, what else? You know what? I watched it was good. You watched The Natural. I saw recently. Oh, the Natural's great. Um, I could do a whole podcast on The Natural and my love of The Natural. Um, I watched The Two Popes with Anthony Hopkins and another. Oh, that's right. I watched part most of that. With that you. was very that just was interesting. I don't know. There's a lot of the papacy's been getting a lot of attention lately. It's just Anthony Hopkins is just such a good actor. He the, is. And that story was pretty interesting. Um, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Um, what about for any other advice for people to keep their spirits up? Um, that are facing yeah. long periods of quarantine. You know, I would tell people, get, you know, get outside every day. Take a walk. It's, uh, as long as you stay five, six feet away from people, you should be fine. Um, definitely do that. Um, I am very worried about all the babies that are going to be born in nine months because of my job. And um, so well, I, would, that is some... I would encourage everyone to use birth control who's listening. <laughs> I was going to say that activity has been known to lift people's spirits. So, Well, that is true. That is very true. And I fully support that. But just, you know, be careful. Otherwise, we're going to be delivering pandemic babies by the... Hundreds and thousands. You're saying there won't be enough baby beds for all the babies. It's very possible. <laughs> it has happened in the past. It has happened. Which will result in another quarantine or something. Oh something crazy. Hopefully not. All right. Final question. Are you reading anything good that you want to share with our, our listeners out there? I've been reading this guy, Anthony Horowitz, lately, who writes these very, you know, Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes-esque novels. The one I'm reading right now is The Word is Murder. I think the last one was uh, Dial M for Murder. I don't remember something like that. But the, yeah, the author is um, Anthony Horowitz. They're pretty good and fun. Easy to read. Well, there you have it. Um, when she's not saving lives, 
she's reading and watching mystery novels. Um, that is the great, venerable, during distinguished pandemic, during, pandemic. during pandemic. I'm baking. You do a lot of things. She does a lot of things. She is a Renaissance woman, <sighs> Dr. Alice Roberts, my wife. Thank you for joining us on Justice for All and helping uh, answer some of the tough questions. Um, who knows? We may have you back on soon if more questions come up. But I have the pleasure of seeing you every day. And um, we'll be back after some messages. But I want to thank you again, Dr. Alice. You've been a wonderful, wonderful guest. Justice for All has been brought to you by the law offices of Scarpello and Latour. Our attorneys are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call us today at 215-732-0460 or visit us on the web at www.phillybestdefense.com.